Along with individual experts, Surgeon Masters brings you life improvement strategies in 10 minutes. These proven principles and strategies are easy to learn and can be applied immediately, allowing you to practice your best. Here's your host, Jeff Smith. On this episode of the Surgeon Masters mini podcast, I have with me Dr. Stacia Dearman. Stacia is the founder of Thrive and is a coach and educator specialized in supporting physicians and surgeons facing unfortunate patient outcomes and malpractice litigation. Welcome, Stacia. Hi, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me. Stacia, I'm really happy to have this opportunity to talk with you today about surviving malpractice litigation. Unfortunately, I've had to do that, but the truth is that most surgeons in the U.S. will be named in a lawsuit at some point in time in their careers. And yet it's something we just don't talk about it that much. I'd like to ask you, how did you find your way into this arena? I found my way into this work that I do through very personal experience. I practiced in the context of pediatric emergency medicine for about 25 years, and I really loved that work. But along the way, I had experiences and also observed experiences in my colleagues that taught me just how very difficult and how isolating unfortunate patient outcomes can be, and particularly malpractice lawsuits, how hard they are for us as physicians and other healing professionals. So tell us some of the things that you learned in both your own experience and observing others going through that. Well, first and foremost, I think I saw that really the most intelligent, diligent, compassionate physicians feel it hard when a patient has an outcome that they didn't foresee, a negative outcome they didn't foresee. This happened to me when a patient I discharged home one day from the ER, arrested at home the next, and died a few days later. As you can imagine, working in the context of the pediatric ER, my definition was a pediatric patient, and I was devastated by that experience. But I think also I was struck by how painful it was for me when I was named in a lawsuit in relation to that patient's outcome, even though I knew from the time it happened that the likelihood of the lawsuit was high. It was very difficult to actually find myself in the position of a defendant. Altogether, it was a period of about three and a half years from the time my patient died until I found myself at trial. And I would say that that three and a half year window of my life was perhaps far none the most difficult thing I've ever done. I've seen colleagues suffer in relation to litigation. I have one very dear friend who is really an excellent physician who had a heart attack when her jury went out to deliberate. She recovered and she's practicing great medicine today, but I think her heart attack reflects how stressful the whole experience can be for all of us. Yeah, that sounds very difficult. And people can imagine the stress, but it's one thing to also then live through it and see how it just the whole litigation process almost brings it up over and over and over and over again. And I think people understand that it's stressful, but I think it's stressful at deeper levels than we acknowledge. I think the whole experience of the outcome and the litigation can really sort of be injurious to us physically emotionally, mentally, even spiritually, whatever that means to each given physician. Partway through my trial, in the second week of trial, I stumbled on a TED Talk related to the subject of physician suicide. Honestly, I wouldn't have listened to it at the end of the day in court had I known that that's where the talk was going. But after I heard that talk, 
I thought to myself and I said to my lawyers, I wasn't aware there was an epidemic of physician suicide, but now that I know it exists, I'm certain that what I'm going through has to be one of the factors contributing to physician suffering in this way. And that's how I ended up doing this work. I felt like we need to make a dent somewhere in people who are suffering something that I have suffered intimately. Recognizing this, what are the things that either what else have you recognized or what do you think are the steps to make it better? There are kind of a couple of things that really leap to mind first. First of all, every physician I have spoken with in regard to their own experience with litigation, and I will tell you, I have spoken to a lot of physicians about this over the last 10 years, almost to a person, they talk about how isolating the experience is. So I think, first of all, we have to think about that isolation as one of the factors that exacerbates our suffering. I think we know that it is not good for anyone to feel that their particular life situation is too shameful to talk about. We need other people when we're suffering. So first of all, I would say we need to address that isolation. Now, to some degree, I think it stems from the fact that really excellent lawyers will tell us not to discuss the case with anyone. And really, we don't want to be discussing the medical, legal, or medical surgical details of the case with just anybody. But there are things we can talk about and we need to connect. And second of all, I would say an important factor that contributes to physician suffering in this domain is that we as a profession are people who are accustomed. When the chips are down for us professionally, we're accustomed to bringing our intelligence and our knowledge and experience to the table and problem-solving using our knowledge and experience. But for most of us, when we come to a situation involving a medical malpractice lawsuit, we have very little knowledge coming in. So it's like we're left with none of the tools we're accustomed to using. And that ignorance, I think, exacerbates our sense of loneliness and our sense of incompetence and all the questions that we have about whether we even should have ever been a doctor. So I would say those two factors, that isolation and that lack of knowledge are two very important places to begin if we want to address our experience of litigation in a concrete, helpful way. It sounds like your coaching is one way that you address that. And it sounds like your coaching combines an element of addressing isolation and educating. Tell me where I'm right and where I'm wrong. You're exactly right. First of all, I encourage people to find a way to connect with someone in regard to their experience. You really want to limit the spaces where you talk about the medical, legal, or surgical details of a case to protected spaces, such as morbidity and mortality conference or a peer review type situation or your conversations with your lawyer. But your feelings, your personal experience of going through litigation is something you can talk with others about. However, I encourage you to be choiceful about who you talk with because there are people who will know how to support you. And there are people, including some of our colleagues, who are so frightened by the idea of litigation that they won't know how to be of help. So the first thing I would encourage people going through this to do is to find that safe somebody to connect with, whether that's somebody like me who does coaching in this domain, whether it's a respected senior colleague who's been through a lawsuit themselves. For some people, it might be a psychologist or a counselor, or even for some, a clergy person, but find someone to connect with. 
And then the second piece is this educational piece or learning about litigation. One important piece of the work that I've done, and really very much because it's what physicians were asking me for, is to have created a video course totally streamable from the privacy of your home or office that's three hours of content primarily designed to orient physicians to malpractice litigation and in particular to help them to prepare for the deposition. Because in so many cases, what the ultimate outcome of the case is hinges on how things go at deposition. So something like that video course, which you can find via my website, it's called Deposition Magic, something like that video course, or there are podcasts out there that talk about malpractice litigation, or you can even find books to read. I would encourage you to arm yourself with some knowledge. I think because we're accustomed to addressing the world from the platform of our intellect, you'll find it empowers you to have a better and more productive relationship with your lawyer and to just navigate the whole process from a little bit greater place of calm, if that makes sense. Well, fantastic, Stacia. Can you just uh, give us your key take-home messages? Yes. I want you to connect with somebody with the purpose of reducing your isolation. You can talk about your feelings. And number two, I want you to choose a resource, be it my course or some other resource, and start to arm yourself with some basic knowledge about the process of malpractice litigation. Thanks so much. There you have it. In less than 10 minutes, this is Jeff Smith, along with Dr. Stacia Dearman. Until the next episode of Life Improvement Strategies for the Surgeon Who Wants More. Ciao. Now, take 10 minutes and put your plan into action to practice your best.